Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you know the four key ways to talk to God in prayer? When you show up and take that time for prayer, four things that we should always do, four basic things that should be a part of our regular conversation with the Lord in prayer. I think especially here in the heart of the Advent season, as we're approaching the great solemnity of Christmas, in Advent, we're we're preparing a place in our heart for God. We're trying to make more room for Jesus in our souls and growing in prayer and being very attentive to the the basics of a a good Catholic prayer life, great Catholic piety is really important. And today I want to share with you some things that many of you may have heard before, maybe it'll be somewhat new, but for all of us, we need to go back to these and ask ourselves, do I bring in these four aspects of prayer each day in my conversation with the Lord? Am I attentive to praying the way God wants me to pray? I think too often in our world today, you hear so much people talking about prayer, but it's more of a therapeutic kind of prayer. It's like I show up for prayer for what God can do for me. What is God going to do for me in my prayer life? How is he going to help me today in my prayer? What is he going to accomplish for me and help me in my life with and make me feel better about myself? No, we God wants to help us, of course, and he, he does want to comfort us in our sorrows, and he does want to challenge us and, and guide us and all these things. He, of course he does. But he does invite us to pray the way that he teaches us to pray. There's a certain way that God wants to be worshipped. Do you know that way? Do you make it a priority to worship God the way he wants us to worship him? Do you make it a priority to pray the way he wants us to pray? There's a lot of wonderful things he wants to do in your life. He does want to heal you and comfort you and help you with your problems. Of course, God wants to do those things. But let's make sure we approach God in prayer the way he asks us to pray. Let's talk about those four key ways of entering into intimate conversation with the Lord. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree. Uh, so excited to be back with you here. And we're doing a little little series here in the Advent season, taking a, a deeper look at prayer. And last week, you can listen to the whole episode, we talked about the importance of preparing for prayer. Many times we just kind of walk into prayer, or maybe we just take a little time here, here or there sporadically to pray. We talked about how important it is to set a time for prayer. So we fit it in our schedule, just like you, you make that appointment each day for your meetings or those appointments you have and things you have to get done on your to-do list, prayer should be the number one thing, the absolute number one thing that you put in the schedule. We talked about how to do that. What do you do if you're really busy and you're stretched in life? We talked about the importance of setting a time. We talked about the importance of setting a quiet place, unplugging from our devices and not not having distractions, but finding a quiet place, whether at home or at work or or, or in a chapel or in the church, uh, and how important it is to quiet ourselves interiorly. So we also began looking at, okay, what do we do when we pray? We talked about the importance of beginning with the sign of the cross to invoke God's holy presence. The sign of the cross isn't just like a a leisurely, just ritual Catholics just haphazardly do. When we make the sign of the cross, we're tracing the sign of our faith over our bodies, and we're invoking the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're invoking God's holy presence. And then we're, we're being aware that his presence is with us when we call on his name that God is there with us as we're praying. So we try to block things out and and be aware of God's presence with us. Now, let's talk about how to have that conversation with God. Let's talk about that. What I'm going to share with you are just four letters 
that sum up four key ways to have that conversation with the Lord. And you can find all this in the catechism. You find it in the saints. The four words I'm going to choose, there's many different ways to break this down. I've heard people do it different ways. I like this one because it's simple and it's easy, but I'm going to cover the breath in the Catholic tradition on prayer with just these four key points. Okay, ready? So it's adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, acts. A-C-T-S, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Let's talk about this. What is this all about? Adoration, catechism, 26, 28, tells us how important it is to begin prayer with adoration. Now, Catholics use the word adoration loosely. We talk about going to the chapel and, and you have Jesus, his real presence in the Eucharist there in the monstrance, and we call that adoration, Eucharistic adoration. Technically, that is a kind of adoration, but even more precisely, it's exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, I think is what, 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 what most people mean. But we, we talk about going to adore our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. But I want you to know you can adore Jesus you know, at your home, in your office, when you're driving in your car. Uh, we, we, we can do this everywhere, and we should always be worshiping God and adoring Him. We do it in a very particular way in the Adoration Chapel, in a very powerful way, because Jesus is there, body, blood, soul, and divinity. But I want to share with you what the Catechism says adoration is. I want to make sure you understand it's really important. Not enough Catholics talk about this today. You, you've got to adore Jesus and understand what adoration is. It's the fundamental attitude of respect and reverence, acknowledging we are creatures before the Creator. Catechism 26, 28. The fundamental humble attitude. You know, we're, we're, we, have, we approach God with great respect, with great reverence. When we begin prayer, we're not just talking to anyone. You know, we're not just talking to you know, our, our friend or the guy in the cubicle next over, you know, next door to us there in the office place. You know, this isn't just a casual conversation. We are in the presence of the King of Kings, of the Lord of Lords. Do you talk to him with great respect? Yes, Jesus is our friend. He wants us to pour our hearts out to him and talk to him intimately. But let's also make sure we work into our prayer life great words of praise for who he is. Adoration, we, we should praise the Lord, praise him in the highest heavens, praise him. We should laud God for who he is, not just for what he does for us. Yes, we can praise God for what he does, his magnificent works of creation, his great works of salvation, the great ways he helps us in our lives and his many blessings. Yes, we should praise God for those things, but let's not forget to praise him for who he is as God. He, he is the, he's the, the creator of the universe, the all-powerful, almighty, all-holy God. You know, where do you see adoration? You know, if you look in the Bible and you see the angels when they are close to God's throne, you can read about this in the book of Isaiah or in Revelation chapter four. What are those angels doing when they're really close to God? Are they coming up and high-fiving God? Hey, God, good to see you. You know what they're doing? The angels are falling on their knees. They're, they're bowing down. In, in Isaiah, it says that they cover their faces like before the holy presence of God, and they never cease to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. There's these profound words of respect, of praise. I am in the presence of the all-holy one. I'm in presence of God. I'm not God. I'm just a mere creature, and I'm a sinful creature. I'm not even an angel. If the angels are bowing down before God— I probably should be as well. This is adoration. It's humbly recognizing 
I'm in the presence of God. He's so, so good, so holy. I praise him. I praise him for who he is. I tell him, I, I love you, God. I'm so grateful for you. You are, you're the God of the universe. You are the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. I praise you, my God and my King, my Lord and my God. I think of St. Thomas, the apostle, remember when he was doubting, and then he puts this, you know, Jesus says, come touch my side, and he appears again to Thomas, and Thomas just says, my Lord and my God. It's a form of praise. We praise God in words of praise, adoration. We also can adore our God in respectful silence. And we read in the book of Revelation that there's these moments where all the saints and angels in heaven are just silent, silent before the holy presence of God in awe of his goodness, of his holiness, of his majesty. Love, do you, do you ever do that? Do you ever just to say, God, you're so good and just sit in, in quiet silence? I wish our churches built in more, more silence. You know, some parishes do this really well. Some parishes feel like they just have to have music constantly. Like a, the whole liturgy is like almost like a, a performance, like a show, and you have to have music on all the time. Now, don't get me wrong. I love beautiful sacred music, and I think we should have more of it, you know, in many ways. But, but I also think the church invites us to build in silence in the liturgy. We don't have to have music in the background, that piano playing. We, can, we just have a little bit of silence. It's okay. Trust that more important than the music I'm performing, <laughs> you know, here in the liturgy is just letting the soul have quiet time with the Lord it is a beautiful thing we could build in. And that's not just in liturgy, but even in our own, our own daily prayer life. I think our posture in prayer is important. How, how we come to pray, you know, like I should show up for prayer, not just sitting casually sloppily like slouching you know but in a respectful way right imagine if you know some great king came before you you know or or the pope came before you you'd, you'd want to be you know you're not just slouching <laughs> you know you're you're standing up to greet him you're sitting but sitting up you're kneeling you know there, there may be one different ways to show respect towards some of it but here we come before god so I think these are different ways that we can build in adoration, and this should always be a part of our prayer. You can do this at home. You can fall on your knees to start your prayer. Some people can pray a half hour kneeling down, but maybe you just start your prayer for the first couple minutes kneeling down. You know, maybe you've broken your knee. I have a student that, that has a, a broken leg, so they're not going to be kneeling. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, God understands that, but you can, you can kneel in your heart, if you will. You know, you're bowing in your heart before God, adoring him in your posture and maybe in respectful silence, but certainly in our words, words we say out loud or words that we say in our head. I know that many times I'll begin my own prayer life, you know, by just simply saying a glory be, like a glory be is a great prayer of adoration where I'm praising God, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, just to kind of get myself into the into the framework the proper disposition for prayer is i am humble before my god before my king so that's the first letter of acts so the a adoration a uh, confession this is a little more straightforward i think we all have a sense of what this is this is not, i'm not talking about the sacrament of confessional that's a really good thing going to the sacrament of reconciliation here i'm talking about simply each day we should be confessing our sins and telling god we're sorry you know, every day we should do this. Just like in any relationship, you know, my wife, I, I, you know, I had a certain tone of voice earlier today, you know, and I kind of went to her and say, hey, honey, sorry about that. 
right? Because I, I acknowledged, it, you know, I, I shouldn't have had that tone, shouldn't have been as frustrated, it wasn't that big of a deal. And I told her I'm sorry, you know, and, and I embraced her, made up, you know, this is just a part of any human relationship. When there's a strain, a tension relationship, you did something wrong, you acknowledge it. You acknowledge it to the person. You don't just keep it in the background and hope everything's going to be okay, hope the other person didn't notice. You know, if you're a good friend, you go, hey, you know, I just, I, earlier today I was a little impatient or I was a little grumpy or I was just, I wasn't myself or uh, I dropped the ball on this thing. I said I was going to do this and I didn't do it. You know, what? in, in all friendships, when, when there's something you did that's wrong, you made a mistake, you tell the person, sorry, you acknowledge what you did wrong and then you say sorry, and you resolve not to do it again, right? That's what we need with God. And we all have enough sin every day to bring to the Lord. Do you make your time of prayer a time to tell the Lord sorry? I think many times we just kind of just rush into prayer, and we just tell God all the things we want. <laughs> God, help me with this, and God, I need this. And you know, it's important that we take time to adore Him. We take time to confess our sins. Confessions, another key aspect of, of, of our prayer life. Third, the, the T is for thanksgiving. So adoration, confession, thanksgiving is the T. Uh, we thank God for his many blessings. We thank him for the sunset. We thank him for the beautiful view of the mountains. We thank you. We thank the Lord for uh, his beautiful creation, right? We, we could thank him for the blessings in our own lives, like our health. We could thank him for things going well at work. We thank him for our family, for our children, for our friendships. We should thank God for those natural blessings. We should especially thank him for the many spiritual blessings he gives us. We thank him for the gift of the sacraments, for the Eucharist. We thank him for the gift of scripture, his inspired word of God. We, we should thank him for what he did for us on the cross, his work of salvation, the many ways he guides our life. He helps us he strengthens us. Uh, so many things we can thank the Lord for. And the scriptures are full of all these examples of people, individuals, or the Psalms praising God and thanking him. You know, this is, this is just, again, important for any relationship to acknowledge the goodness and kindness of others. When someone's done you a great favor, they've gone out of the way and they helped you. You know, I just, I, I just recently had a friend that drove me to get my car. I'd, you know, I had my car in the shop and I didn't have any way to get there. And he went out of his way and it was a little inconvenient for me. He helped me to get my car to the shop. Beth wasn't around. My kids were at school, so I didn't have any way to do it. And that was really kind of him. And if I just was just like, all right, hey, see you next time, <laughs> you know, not acknowledging, you know, he went out of his way. He did this good deed to help me. And it was really kind of him. Well, we should do this with our friends here on earth, but how much more so we should do it with God. Like many times we just run into prayer and we're always looking, what, what do I get out of prayer? What, what is God going to do for me in prayer? How is he going to help me feel close to him? Am I going to get some consolation in prayer, some good feeling in prayer, some good insight in prayer, good insight from what I'm reading from scripture in prayer? You know, Again, God wants to do those things too, but do we make sure we take time to pray to God the way he teaches us. And he teaches us thanksgiving is important to thank the Lord. It's important for any relationship to do that, but how much more so it is to thank the God that does so many good things, blesses us in so many ways, is always so kind, providentially caring for us. Let us take time to thank the Lord. So we have adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and the last of Acts, A-C-T-S, 
is supplication. Now, this one is not a word many people know. How many times do you go around talking about supplication? (laughs) So I want to tell you what this word is. It's the biblical word for a request someone brings to God, when you have a request that you bring to God. And there's two different kinds of supplication you could think of. There's intercession, when you pray for other people, you intercede for others. You pray for your coworker who's going through a difficult time with his family. You pray for your family member that's battling some great illness. You pray for your children. You pray for the country. You pray for the Pope. Okay, that those are all forms of intercession. We pray for the needs of others. We should always put other people's needs before our own. That's why I really like Acts. It orders things properly. Before I jump into what I want, (laughs) that's the second kind of supplication, petition. Here's the petitions I'm going to bring to God. God, help me with this. God, I I ask you to help me with this situation. Help me with this thing I'm struggling with in my spiritual life. Those are wonderful things. Petitions that we bring for ourselves are really good, but we want to order things properly. We want to adore God first, praise him for who he is in our words, in our gestures, in our silence. We want to confess our sins, tell the Lord we're sorry for the times we've fallen short, for our sins, for what we've done, what we failed to do in our thoughts and our words. <laughs> we want to thank the Lord, and then we begin bringing our supplications to him. We bring intercessions for other people first. And then lastly, at the, at the bottom of the list here is prayers for ourselves. The things, Lord, help me with this situation at the parish. Help me with this relationship, Lord. Help me with what's going on in my marriage right now. Help me, Lord, with what's happening with my boss. Help me with the, you know, it's the things like more related to me. God wants us to bring our needs to him, but let's put it in proper order only after we adore him, we confess our sins, tell him we're sorry, we're, we thank him for his many blessings, we intercede for other people. Then we bring our petitions to him. And when we do this, we always express our needs humbly, humbly, confident that God always hears our prayers, but not always in, in the way or the time that we want. We, you know, we, we recognize that God has his own time, that God has his own way. So I, I express my need humbly to him. I say, Lord, I bring this need to you. I bring this need, my intercession for someone else or it, what's happening in the parish or what's happening in the church. I bring these intercessions for other people or I bring my own needs, here's the things I'm longing for, whatever supplications I bring to the Lord, I always do it in a humble way. I, I think about that, the man in the Bible that approaches Jesus and he says, you know, the man, Jesus asked him, do you, do you want me to do this for you? And he says, if you will, you know, if you will, Lord, if it be your will, make me clean. I think it is the leper, you read about that, that one man, and particularly in Matthew's gospel, chapter eight, if you will, Lord, make me clean. He doesn't tell Jesus, Jesus, you better make me clean. You better you know, cure me of my leprosy. But he humbly comes before Jesus, acknowledges Jesus is in charge. Jesus knows what's best for me. He knows what's best for me better than I know, better than what I think is best for me. And if he want, if this is his will, then I would, I would so greatly, so greatly appreciate this. And we don't want to be in the business of telling Jesus what to do. We want to pour out our hearts to him but humbly, like that man in Matthew chapter 8, the leper. If you will, thy will be done, if it be your will. Surrendering, trusting again that God's plan, God's dream is always so much bigger than anything I could come up with on my own. And as much as I may want this, he may not want to change this right now. 
Maybe he's going to just do that later, or he's going to fix my problem in a different way that's going to be a better fix and bring about better goods for my soul. I have to be detached whenever I pour out my hearts to him. So these are just a few practical things, but so important that we worship God the way he wants us to worship him. Now, there's a lot more to prayer than what we talked about, but these four basic things in Acts, so that's my the, the little abbreviation I'm using here for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, so important that we have this as a part of our regular conversation with God. We should always be adoring him, confessing our sins, thanking him, and bringing our prayers of supplication, intercession, and petitions to him. There are many other ways to pray, though. I want to talk about in the last part of this little mini series here, next time we're going to take a look at other methods of prayer that go even deeper. Again, we're just scratching the surface. Acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication is just the kind of basic ABCs that should be a part of our regular conversation with the Lord. But I want to talk next time about how to go deeper with the Lord. How do we really enter what the church calls meditation or mental prayer? We're going to talk about Ignatian prayer. I don't know if you're familiar with the great St. Ignatius of Loyola and the wonderful ways he taught us to enter into Scripture and, 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 and meditate on, on God's Word. I'm going to talk about the great tradition that goes way back to the early church of Lexio Divina. Uh, how do we really do the holy reading, the divine reading of sacred Scripture uh, and really hear God's Word speak to our hearts? This is the, the, the most important level of prayer, and that's what we'll look at next time. So stay tuned. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. Again, if you ever want to reach me, you can find me on my website, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com. You can find me also on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. God bless.